Gather around as we spill the tea on cybersecurity. We're talking about the topic in a way that everyone can understand. I'm your host, Jarrah Rowe, giving you just what you need. This is the Tea on Cybersecurity, a podcast from Trava. Hey, friend, you're tuning in to another episode of the Tea on Cybersecurity. At this point, we know that cybersecurity is important and that we should all be taking it a lot more seriously. But what does that look like depending on the stage of your company? I've learned that there are different motives for when a company starts a security program. And during this episode, we are going to dive into starting a security program by choice or by force. But we know I am not the expert, so I have someone else joining me that knows more about this area. I would like to welcome Trava's Marie Joseph. Hi, Marie. Hi, Jara. I'm happy to be back. Yes, I'm so happy you're back as well. And so for those listeners that may not have listened to our previous episode about SOC 2, will you go ahead and give a brief introduction of yourself and your role at Trava? Of course, I'm a senior security solutions engineer at Trava. So I've been doing this for about two years now. And basically, I help companies start their security program or help mature it mm-hmm. and focus a lot on the compliance aspect as well. So I help companies get go through audits and get like SOC 2 or ISO certifications. So important. You have such an important role. And you're such a great resource for me. So in that episode, you mentioned that small business owners should start take cybersecurity seriously from day one. Can you reiterate why that is important? Yeah, of course. So one of the big statistics that's out there is that two thirds of small, medium sized businesses are the ones that are actually attacked and the ones that hackers go for. So it's really important for those companies to take security seriously because of that. And they make up the majority of the economy as well. So if most of the attacks are happening to those companies, like you risk losing a lot of money or data, and oftentimes could possibly lose like your whole company. You see that kind of often with ransomware attacks in the news these days. And so we know, unfortunately, that there are some companies that just don't start at day one. So what stage do businesses start their security programs? I wouldn't say there's necessarily a set stage like time period. So kind of just when you're ready to start as a business to take it more seriously if you're not already. So it's recommended getting started as soon as you can. So as long as you're taking some little steps initially, you're going to be making a difference in the long run. So you don't have to do it day one, but as soon as you can, it's really highly recommended. Yeah, obviously we would recommend starting at the beginning But for those that can't or maybe don't even have the capacity to do that, they just need to start it when they're ready. And hopefully it's before an attack or something like that happens. Yes, of course. And then sometimes I think people don't start taking it seriously until something happens. So (sighs) it's just take that weight off your shoulders and get started as soon as you can. So you don't have to become that statistic. Yeah, you definitely don't want to be that statistic. So in a previous episode, Jim was talking to me about cyber risk and everything's only getting worse. What are some ways that you've seen like cyber risk changing? Yeah, it honestly changes every day. I really knew that going into the cybersecurity field in general, like you're constantly learning because it never stays the same. 
So you probably see often technology constantly changing, like your phone is constantly changing like every year, like there's a new one. So as that changes, the security that protects those devices also has to change. You see that grow and evolve as technology does. And as that's also changing, hackers are also evolving. So that's why it becomes so important for you to secure your devices and anything that you store on anything digital, like anything is technology these days, like your fridge, your toasters, they all have computers inside them. So taking the right steps to make sure things are secure is really big because the risks are just constantly evolving. Like there's something new every day. You know, not even really thinking about like the risks that come with everything evolving as quickly as it does. Update everything. I actually have an update on my phone right now that I need to do and I've been slacking and I know that's not good. No, that's not I good. I think you should, you should do it after this call. <laughs> <laughs> so with cyber risk ever evolving, it honestly does force companies and things like that into starting a security program. So in many cases, like I mentioned, companies are being forced to create a security program. So what does that look like? So the aspect of being forced is, that's an interesting word to use for it, but it is pretty true. So a lot of the time they're being forced to buy a current contract they already have with a vendor or sometimes one of their vendors is like the government. So you have to follow their rules and guidelines basically because you're going to be taking on their risks. So the vendors are really like wanting you to be as secure as possible. So that's why the force factor is there. They want what's best for you because otherwise they probably won't keep you as a customer. I've read briefly about third party risks and like vendors and things Mm -hmm. like that. So if I, you know, was a CEO of like a SaaS company and I needed to partner with another vendor, what are those steps that I need to take to make sure that they are secure as they should be? So a lot of the times you'll see like security questionnaires coming into place. So if you have an initial one of those at your company, those typically get sent out. So like if you don't particularly have a SOC 2 or ISO type of certification, they want you to fill out the questionnaire just because they need to make sure you have those things in place. What are some key components to a strong cybersecurity program? Yeah, so there's typically about five components that everyone looks at like at a high level and this really goes for any sort of framework that a company looks at when it comes to security, since Mm -hmm. there's different regulatory agencies that look at them. But at a high level, you basically start with assessing what you currently have. Some people may might have nothing, but you typically probably have something. So starting with policies and like looking at that. So you assess what you currently have. And from there, you typically want to identify what gaps you have. And you take that regulatory agency's requirements and identify where you don't have certain things in place, like controls and policies and procedures. And then from there, you kind of plan out what you want to do next to fill in those gaps. So mm-hmm. whether that's like mitigating risks that you find or putting in those new controls, then what the plan is, and you get that timeline. And a lot of people like to look at that timeline because it really helps, especially like your third-party vendor. It gives them a better understanding that you're taking it seriously and it's that proof. And then from that plan, you do actually execute and close those gaps. And that takes some time. It's not going to happen overnight, typically. So that becomes helpful. And then from there, when you close those gaps, you just continuously monitor it and hope that you mature. 
And if you need help, Marie can help you, right? Yes, exactly. I can help. I've helped a lot of customers at Java personally. So I'm here to help you get through almost any framework. That's awesome. So you mentioned regulatory agencies. Can you just talk about what that is and maybe like some names or something that people may be familiar with? Yeah, of course. One of the most, I think, like popular ones, like you hear NIST thrown out a lot. That's like one of the nat- like national ones. Um, so that's kind of worldwide acknowledged. And then it just gives you security best practices. That's why like with SOC 2, the one episode we talked about earlier, that one mm-hmm. is really a North American standard of security. And then a lot more, if you're doing more international business, people usually focus on ISO and they're all very similar in a way, but they might just have more focus in one area, like privacy might be more important in some, and like continuous monitoring aspect may be more important as well. And you just mentioned that, and we have talked about it before, but I'm just going to reiterate to make sure my brain remembers. So SOC 2 is a compliance that's more geared toward North American companies. The ISO mm-hmm. and the numbers after that is like more international. Correct. And so a company that needs a compliance certificate, depending on their target audience, depends on which one they would pick to like be certified in first. Yep. Typically. Look at me remembering stuff. Yeah, You're learning. I love it. I'm learning. All right. So what is one thing you just given us quite a few, but what is one thing a cybersecurity plan must have? I honestly would just say drive, like have that initiative to make a change. I don't think it's like anything necessarily security related. It's all up to the people, honestly. And so I think I may know the answer to this question, but I'm going to ask again anyway. So when it comes to starting a security program, we're talking about choice or force. Which one should someone want to do? Like, obviously, should they start it because they want to and they know that that is the right thing to do? Or do they wait until a regulatory agency or a company is asking them? And I just want from like your opinion, which is the right way to go? I personally think you should do it before you're forced. It'll be a lot easier and your world will feel less on fire. Typically, when you're forced to do it, you are also given a set time frame, and that's really hard to drop everything now and set up a whole security maturity program with like in a month or something. That's typically like sometimes you see people say you only need this in 30 days. And if you start way ahead of time before you're forced to do it, you probably already have enough in place to get the contract signed and then accept that you don't have it all in place now, but are getting there. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that totally makes sense when it comes to time. Again, I know that you help our customers and things like that create their programs and everything. So through your experience, what is that time frame typically to go from like zero to maybe like at least 80%? What's Mm -hmm. that time frame typically like? I would say probably six months to a year. It just really depends on how many people are able to help you on your team to get some of those, some of that technology and get some of those policies written. So like faster pace, I would say six months. And then um, if you really take the year, you could get to that 80% pretty easily, especially if you're working with Trava. (laughs) Especially if you're working with Trava, we'll get you there real quick. (laughs) Okay. So give me a cybersecurity prediction of yours that you think we may see over the next five years. 
Um, I would say something with the enhancement of the deep fake AI technology. I don't know if you've seen that much recently, but it's where like other people's faces, like you can put them on yours and say basically whatever you want. So I honestly think that's probably going to start changing how we work remotely, especially with doing all these different video calls. Mm -hmm. I think that could really start interfering with security and what people like, like things that people agree to, like if they verbally agree, I think it could start interfering with a lot of businesses. I'm really curious to see how security changes to help with that Mm -hmm. and what sort of attacks come from that technology as well. That's honestly terrifying because like anyone, you know, could make me say whatever they want to. Yeah. That's horrible. It's just really interesting. If you haven't looked too far into some of those videos, like there was one like a Morgan Freeman and it was super interesting because like it had his voice too, but it wasn't him. Technology. I mean, it's great, but it's also like bad. Like so cool. But then you're like, oh, that could be used for bad. Yeah, for sure. All right, Marie, I really appreciate your conversation today and your insights. But before I let you go, is there anything else you would like to talk about before we end the episode? I think like one last thing, like in regard to like the title of the episode Mm -hmm. is I just want to reiterate of that a great security program is all about the people. So it is a team effort at your company and every person at your company needs to take it seriously for it to be really successful. Mm -hmm. You often hear that humans are your weakest link, but with the right training and culture around your company, I think they can also be your strongest link as well. And I think that's just something important to think about. Yeah, that's a great thought to leave with. All right, listeners, tune in to the next episode of the Tea on Cybersecurity as we dive even deeper to starting a security program by choice from day one. Now that we've spilled the tea, it's time to go over the receipts. The first thing I took away is that there's no right or wrong answer to like starting by choice or by force, but you should want to take the initiative to start a security program yourself simply because of the time that it takes to really get a secure program in place. Like Marie said, it could take, you know, six to eight to nine months up to a year So if you take security seriously from early on, you are only setting up your company for success down the road. The next thing that I took away is that we know that everything is consistently changing. And so sometimes we are forced to do things simply because of technology updates and things like that. So we want to stay updated with our updates and all of those fun things. So We have to stay on top of the way technology is moving. And two other final things that I have that kind of like could go together is starting your program. And Marie talked about initiative is really important. You should want to take that initiative earlier on, which leads me to my final piece with that great program is all about people. So if you want a very sound Um, security program, you should take the initiative to get your team on board from the beginning. Um, Because we know in a previous episode that employees can be weak links, but you can help by educating them and making sure that your product and your tools and everything that you use is secure for not only your customers, but your team as well. 
Thanks for tuning in to the Tea on Cybersecurity. If you like what you listen to, I'd be greatly appreciative if you could leave me a review. If you need anything else from me, head on over to Trava Security. Follow wherever you get your podcasts.